Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Football Podcast. And uh, this week we've got some great action coming up. I'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Docs and Firehouse downtown. Um, the Black and Gold Shop for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, size Locker Room for Iowa State. And then uh, the Nebraska Sponsorship. Uh, thank you to Gateway 2.0 over there on the edge of Dakota City. And uh, with that, I'll welcome in our, a, uh, our correspondent, Garrett Glass, for uh, Nebraska football. And, and uh, Garrett got a nice W last week, and, and uh, Big Blue rolls into town uh, Saturday for what should be a hell of an environment for football. Yeah, thank you, Marty. Um, was kind of hoping, that, you know, a night game would have been phenomenal to have Michigan come in last time. Mm-hmm. Last time they were in Lincoln a couple of years ago, it was a night game. And great game, great atmosphere. It'll still be good atmosphere, but yeah. can't beat, you know, 230's good, but can't beat the night game. And yeah. I, I will say, rough week for Nebraska last week. I know had a couple touchdowns called back on penalties and missed a field goal. Uh, you know, all three of those drives resulted and ended up resulting in zero points and you just aren't going to be able to do that Saturday against Michigan. Um, Coach Rule had mentioned earlier in his, his press conference uh, Monday that, you know, run the ball, play good defense, that Michigan and Harbaugh is, you know, more or less a mirror of the blueprint that he's trying to install at Nebraska. So mm-hmm. if, it, if anything in Nebraska, you know, take – Take the L, but learn from it. Learn how to build upon it and, yep. and become Michigan. I mean, that's, you know, keep it close. That's kind of, I think, what everybody's hoping for right now. Keep it respectable. Yeah, you know, it, you get a crazy crowd going there, home atmosphere. Um, you know, I don't think Michigan's played away from home yet. So, no, you know, they have not. It could be, you know, it could be a deal where, hell, who knows? Say if you guys get on top, that crowd will go crazy. So, you know, you never know how that momentum's going to go and then turn to the other sideline and then come back over to the other side again. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to watching that game. Um, you know, I, I'm really impressed so far with Nebraska's run defense. Um, they've really played well. And I really like how they rally to the football. And, uh, you know, your defensive coordinator, I believe it's Tony White, doing a really good job over there defensively. Yeah, and defenses. It, it, it's kind of all all Nebraska has to hang their hang their hat on so far this year. Uh, kept them in every game minus the second half of that Colorado game. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only be put in a bad position so many times yeah. In, yeah. until the dam breaks. And yep. they, they have. They've been, in my opinion, the the lone bright spot. Offense is tough to watch. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Yeah. Um, t- Tony yeah. White's defense, and, and that's one that, and I know, uh, you know, three three five is a glorified three four with a, a rover instead of yeah. you know an extra linebacker. But people were moaning and groaning left and right, saying it's not going to work in the Big Ten. It can't work to stop. You know, the number one thing that I heard was that three three five no way can't stop the run. And you know, I remember thinking like, did you guys not watch Syracuse versus Clemson these past few years? It's, yeah. You know, they, they yeah. have sm- smacked Clemson in the mouth yeah, and shut went, down that run game. Yeah, they went toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, yeah right. and I mean, I think the defense keeps 
gives Nebraska a fighting chance to cover that 17.5-point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cannot turn the ball over. Turn the ball over, and it could get real ugly. Uh, I guess I'll give you kind of my take on it. Mm-hmm. Or what I see happening, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska, you know, finds a way to score. It's going to be tough sled and trick play something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I could could see, you know, a 14-7, 17-7 game in the third quarter where Nebraska, you know, they could have the ball. They could be trying to make it a one-score game, putting the pressure on. Um, similar to Rutgers, I think that was 14-7 at the half last week. Yeah. And and then Michigan, you know, kind of flexed their muscles in yeah. depth in the second half, and and they won 31-7 going away. I kind of think that's going to be the same thing Saturday. I honestly have no expectations other than I hope they can, you know, keep it within 17 and a half, look respectable, play tough all four quarters. Yeah. Um, you know, even if the offense does turn it over, defense cannot cannot get down and, you know, woe is me, get out there, do your job, continue to do well. Unlike, I, it kind of fell apart in that second half I touched on earlier in Colorado, but it, I I think I speak for everyone where we'd be happy if we covered, looked respectable. I don't think anybody, you know, is thinking Nebraska is going to pull an upset here, myself included. So let's just keep it respectable and, you know, recruit and live for these next, live for next year. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I like I like the game too a lot just because you you have two teams with the strengths that are going to meet up on on the field with Nebraska's defense, especially their rush defense, and then Michigan's offensive line and then their their talented tailback and Blake Corum. Um and you know even really McCarthy's been able to take off and run a little bit himself and I think his passing numbers have have increased. It's just going to be a a good game of two contrasting styles. Um, I think, you know, obviously, I, I don't think that Sims is your starter, but I don't know if he does start or not, if he's healthy. Um, I, and I think that, you know, going forward, if, if Nebraska, like you said, can just take some possessions away from Michigan, sustain drives and put some points on the board uh, to where it's a close game getting into the later parts of the third quarter, as a Nebraska fan, even going out of that, uh, out of Memorial Stadium with a loss, you still got to ha- hang your head high because you hung with- it's the number 2 team in the nation like i mean this isn't yeah. the old this yeah. isn't the old 90s nebraska team that doesn't care what your your name is when you come into the building like, this is a team that's first year under matt rule still learning to to rebuild structurally what they want to do as a football team you go in and you play a respectable game against the number 2 team in the country i don't care if you lose by a last second field goal or lose by three touchdowns if it's respectable and you gain stuff on both sides of the ball, you got to be happy with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Could not agree more. No, 100% agree with you, Mitch. Yeah. And, uh, Mitch, uh, now to your Cyclones. Um, nice win last week in, in Ames against Oklahoma State. Um, circled the W, and uh, now you head to Norman. The, the trend of one-score games continues. I told yeah. you yeah. it was going to be a one-score game, and we kind of let them back to recover. Yeah. Kind of let them back to recover. They didn't cover. Uh, I think the actual spread was three. Yeah. So yeah. one 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 by seven. But I told you I was like it's going to be yeah, a one touchdown one game, game. Yeah. And, and it sure was. Uh, this this week's a little different. Norman, a uh, whole different animal, uh, and just the way that Oklahoma is playing. This is the second year under Brent Venables, you know, regime, 
And this team's taken over his mentality now. This is not just a team that's going to outscore you. This is a team that's going to play solid defensive football. Um, and they're still the flashy Oklahoma. I mean, they're 12th in total yards, 7th in passing yards. Like, this team's really good. Dylan Gabriel's a heck of a quarterback. He has good receivers, good, talented tailbacks. Um, and they got, you know, sturdy four, five-star offensive linemen. This is a team that's going to score a lot of points. But they've been able to keep teams off the scoreboard a lot more than they have lot, than in years past. And it's just a game that, you know, I think we match up really well defensively. Uh, it could, could be like almost like the SMU type game where they won by, I think it was it was a rather, yeah. rather like low scoring game. Yeah. yeah, so a, a low scoring game. Almost kind of the same feels of, of the game last week when they played Cincinnati, 20 to 6. Mm-hmm. Um, you felt like Cincinnati had. You know, if they wanted to grab any sort of momentum, they would just have to capitalize on one drive. Oklahoma, you know, flexes their muscles, turns them over, forces them to punt, whatever it may be. I think that's kind of a game that you're going to see on uh, on Saturday as well. It's a 21-point spread. I think that's kind of a lot. Um, it could end up being a game where it's 28-7 and they do cover. I just think Iowa State's able to, to get a, a touchdown in the first half and a touchdown in the second half. I got a feeling this game's going to end 28-14. Closer game, kind of like your take to uh, Garrett with the Nebraska side. I just want to go in. I, I'm not going to sit back and ever be not confident in my team's ability to win a game, but I want to see what they can grow and, and work on from this. You played a game, again, a, finally, offensively, a game against Oklahoma State where it looked like for four quarters you played good football. We were driving the ball down the field. Longer passes were happening. We still can't get the run going, which is a very big concern. Um, so if you're not able to get the run going against an Oklahoma team, they're just going to sit back in, in coverage and force Rocco to make all these throws he's going to not be able to make, and they're going to turn them over. But I want to see little steps in the right direction in all our phases of the game. I think our special teams has been phenomenal um, the first four games, which is never is. It seems like we have two, three games a year where our special teams actually plays well. So far, first four games, exceptional. Offense can't run the ball yet. I think we average 80 yards on the ground. That has to get better, especially with the running backs we have in the backfield. Has to get better. Offensive line has to play meaner. And then just, you know, we know what that defense is going to bring. You know, it's the John Haycock's the the grandfather, really, mm-hmm. of that 3-3-5. Three, three, um, and, you know, there's a lot of, lot of young faces on this uh, defensive roster that are making some big names for themselves that are going to get better as years go on. Uh, and it's just going to be how can Rocco <clears throat> perform against a, his first big test in the Big 12 because we had a big test against a Big 10 team in Iowa, and I thought he played okay. Mm-hmm. Now what are you going to do in your first big test against a, a really good Big 12 defense? And, you know, I kind of let the chips fall where they may. I'm, I'm not necessarily not that I'm not excited about the game, but I'm optimistic about how the game can go for Iowa State. And I'm just excited to sit down on the couch with no no bias in me just to watch a good, clean football game being played in Norman, Oklahoma. Six o'clock game. It's a night game in Norman. Atmosphere is going to be crazy. I just, as a sports fan, not even as an Iowa State fan, want to sit back and see how these two Big 12 teams duke it out. Yep. Last time ever, Iowa State will play Oklahoma, too, part of the Big 12. Kind of. Yeah. It's, That's weird. It's yeah. a little. It's it's weird to think about. Yeah. Last time that they'll play Texas or yeah, Oklahoma. A lot of yeah. Um. So you know, and it's going to be a, an interesting one. I think it'll be it'll be fun. And interesting note before we get out of here, um, every new team in the Big Twelve, their home are their opener against the Big Twelve team. They lost. Really. Every all four of them did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good call. Welcome to the Big Twelve. <laughs> 
That's interesting. I, I tell you what, Mitch, I, I, I'm with you. I saw that spread come out. I, I, I thought it was 20 uh, when I first saw it. And I think that, you're right. I think it was. like a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I gotta, I'm not saying Iowa State's going to win by any means, but I, I think Iowa State goes down there and gives them a four-quarter ball game. Yeah, yeah. I think they stay under the number. I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah should be a good one. Well, uh, over in Iowa City, um, Hawkeyes are all dried off from the uh, monsoon at uh, Happy Valley last Saturday night. And geez, guys, man, that was that was bad football for four quarters. I mean, that not a lot went right. Um, the offense is what I would say broken, um, and I'm convinced of that. I just think that. Uh, uh, Iowa, they have no identity on offense. They don't, I mean, we, I don't understand our philosophy on offense, and uh, it's just causing a lot of problems um, with our defense, which was on the field for 97 plays. Offense only ran 33 plays. Uh, but but before I get into anything else here, I want to say Penn State's a, a damn good football team, and that home atmosphere and the edge that they have there at night in a whiteout is pr- pretty incredible. That's, I mean, that's that's a great place to uh, to watch a college football game on a Saturday night for sure. But uh, you know, Iowa takes on a team uh, at home here Saturday night, six thirty against Michigan State, who is kind of in disarray. Um, you know, recently uh, their coach was just fired. Um, they have an interim coach right now from the current staff. And uh, Mark D'Antonio's jumped back in. He's on, he's on the sideline again. So uh, I, I really don't know what to expect out of Michigan State. I know they'll compete hard. Um, I look for Iowa's defense to they'll they'll play well at home. I don't expect them to be out there for 97 plays. Um, I sure as hell hope not. But uh, you know it's gonna take it's gonna take 20 24 points to win this game and. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how creative they get to uh, to tally that kind of a number. Marty, I think you made a good point when you when you said that uh, Penn State's a very talented team. I, I think that's kind of been lost all week when everybody, you know, has been pointing the finger at Iowa and their offense, and they forget Penn State's a, a, a very good team. If, yeah. Yeah, if somebody six, would have told you before the season that you're going to lose 31 to nothing at Penn State, yeah. turn around, turn around the next week and be a 12 point favorite over Michigan State, that kind of tells you that Penn State's a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. And you know, I, I got one good eye and one bad eye, but um, <laughs> <laughs> to go with that point, I'd like to say that I, I've watched, um, I, I've. I've watched Ohio State play, and I've watched Penn State play. And um, I think Penn State's the superior team to Ohio State right now. That doesn't mean things will, things are always open to change. But I'm just – I'm more impressed with Penn State right now. I I thought Notre Dame outplayed Ohio State last week and, and kind of let that game get off the hook there. And Ohio State wound up uh, victorious there in South Bend. But, uh, you know, I – just you know, kudos to Penn State. Hell of a team. They're going to win a lot of games, and they probably not going to lose very many at all. 
Don't you tell Ryan Day that you didn't bring his, or you didn't bring your lunch pail. Well, <laughs> yeah. He will. I tell you, he went after Lou Holtz on that. I was like, whoa, man, that's crazy. He did calm down and then apologize. Or like yeah. talked about it after. I thought that was that was just a really good game. You know, I would have loved to see Notre Dame with eleven guys in the field if they would have been able to stop it at the end. Um, but I mean, that was the we we talked about it last week too. Just the amount of good games from. Yeah. Starting kick at 11 to the night games. I mean, even some of the night games we were talking about, the Washington game, um, you know, slipping out a, a near backdoor cover at like 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there were so many good games <laughs> on on last night um, or last Saturday, and I think this Saturday too um, should be some good ones. You know, like we talked about the 6 o'clock games. Nebraska kicks off at 2.30. Um, but, you know, we're, we're into we're into the first week of conference play. Uh, and you know, I, I know the rankings, uh, and stuff come out every, every week. Do you guys have four teams that you're conf- Like, I wouldn't say confident. It's, it's only week four, but four teams where you're like, you know what, if these final four teams made it into the college football playoff, I wouldn't be surprised. So there's, there four teams that stuck out to you so far. I've got three um, so far. I don't have a four. Hey, we'll, 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 we'll let a Sunbelt <laughs> team go in in the, in the fifth, okay. in the fourth spot. So- so I'm, I'm I'm on Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, I the thing is is their schedule. Um, and I'm not I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to make fun of schedules because Iowa's schedule is very weak. But what Georgia's playing is some weak sauce. Oh, with um, all the guys they got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can sit guys second halves of the last half of the season most likely. Um, Texas Longhorns have impressed me. Um, they can really score the football. Um, and then coming off last Saturday night, I'm uh, really impressed with Penn State. So I'm going to throw Penn State in there. Uh, you know, it's it's week five college football. Um, so we'll see what happens. Gary, how about you? Yeah, right there with Marty. Uh, I, Georgia, I just, you know, unless they lose in the SEC championship, I, I don't know who's going to – get them and I hope I'm wrong you know but right now looking on paper I don't know who's going to beat them on their schedule yeah um Texas Texas looks legit so far mm-hmm. um I put them in there and then yeah I would say right now um I got some asterisks uh next to them but uh Michigan uh, yeah. or Penn State yeah. and then I've kind of got a three-way tie for the other one which is Utah, Washington, and, and uh, USC. I, yeah. I kind of have a weird feeling that Utah and Washington are the two best teams, and we'll, we'll find mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. Utah has, hasn't looked great, but they, they keep winning, and yeah. we'll see. But I, I'd say those four with with asterisks. Who do you got, Mitch? So, obviously, Georgia's is mine, uh, my clear number one. Uh, I think Texas is my number two. As of right now, uh, big game to watch there, um, especially if OU gets the win against Iowa State, will be the uh, Red River rivalry the uh, yes. last time. In, in, yeah, and, uh, and to go with that, second Saturday in October, and we'll check back in on Texas. Actually. Yes. That could be a game where – Huge, you know. huge. Um, I mean, last year they just – they worked Oklahoma. So if they can do it yeah. again, I, 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 it's hard not to put them in after beating Alabama – Beating up on on Oklahoma, you would just have to handle your business in the Big Twelve, yeah. go to the championship game, and then uh, 
win that one and you're you're a shoe in. You could be even number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I'm gonna go to my final two will be the Big Ten East winner. So Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. I think Penn State's a tricky team. Um, just the way that they play defense. If they can get Ohio State and Michigan into a little bit of trouble, I think that would match up well for them. And then the Pac-12 winner. Um, right now, I mean, you got a three-legged race of Washington, USC, and Oregon, and Utah, four-legged race, oh, of Oregon. 7, oh, 8, 9, yeah. and 10 yeah. in the top 10 ranks. SC coming with Caleb Williamson in the reigning uh, Heisman winner. You have Oregon, who just absolutely – I don't even know what word to use, but throttled Dion <laughs> yeah. in that team. Utah with a, a team that's 4-0 without their starting quarterback, and it just looks really good. And then uh, you have a team in Washington who I have an early Heisman uh, vote for, and the way that Penix has played, um, averaging over 400 yards a game, with four touchdowns, this team looks untouchable on offense. Yeah. And it's just going to be the the we talked about it last week. The Pac-12 is going to have its best year almost ever, and then disassemble after this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be really, really hard pressed for me to have the Pac-12 have such a good season and to not include someone, if not two teams. I mean, what? could we have two teams of in the Pac-12 in the in yeah. the championship or you know in the Final Four? I don't yeah. know. You know, who knows? But once again, and here I'll say this: What if the Pac-12 team wins it? You know, they're just riding off with the national championship trophy. Yeah. You know, it's, the, it's, it's it, crazy. It was the Conference of Champions. Yeah, it was. So, <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, not to kick us when we're down, Marty, but, you know, our great offenses right now with Nebraska and Iowa, yeah. you know, here you know, here comes Oregon, USC, UCLA, oh, I know. Yeah, and, and Washington. <laughs> it's a scary so, thought, man. It's a scary yeah, thought. Yeah, kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the games go this weekend. Uh, thanks again to our uh, fine sponsors: Docs Firehouse Downtown Sioux City, uh, Black and Gold Shop Size Locker Room for the Iowa State Cyclones, and uh, Gateway 2.0 uh, for the Nebraska Cornhusker uh, sponsorship. Uh, thanks for listening in, guys, and we'll talk to you again.